again. Uh, I'm going to give you guys a bonus episode today on Friday. I know it's not common for me to post twice in one day, but I'm going to post again today. Uh, that is because I want to be more consistent with this channel, and I want you to know that I post every Tuesdays. Um, so every Tuesday is a new podcast episode. Today's episode is about enemies turned lovers. Are we going to church? Oh, well, I don't know, but let's go to therapy. Um, I'm going to read a Wattpad story later. And um, hopefully the way I, I, I it's narrated the way it should be narrated. Um, and hopefully you can uh, actually hear what I'm saying. Because in the last episode, I realized that the audio didn't sync up with the additional sound I put. Uh, please bear with me as I am still learning a lot. And it's taking a while for me to adjust to uh, to podcast in the correct way. So I have a playlist invitation for you. It's uh, so on Spotify. I have a playlist called Flowers, which is flower themed, and it's every single song is about a flower, and it's partially inspired by seventies Beatles, like the air the, the era of the seventies, and it's Beatles inspired. And then I have another playlist called Single and Going Crazy. Oh, how how niche, because Valentine's Day is coming around the corner. Uh, and also, just to let you know, my username is still Mercy underscore Deanna on Spotify. So if you if you want to find the playlist, you can find it. Um, give me back my hamster. Uh, there's a lot of memes I don't put into this podcast, and I just want to add more memes. Just like the iconic stock market stunt with AMC, I will gloss over the top 50 albums in the United States as if it were stocks. I'm luckily laughing because there's a lot of little arrows indicating where the public wants to hear more or less of an artist on the list. So on the Spotify 50 um, top albums in the US, that's what I'm looking at. Um, Frank Ocean is so low on the list. This mess is, okay, this list is already messy. Messy. Um, but I'm really glad that Frank Ocean is ahead of Drake because yeah, I just don't like Drake anymore. <laughs> no, it's not okay. I still love Drake, but like, Drake is not, I'm not on good terms with him. Um, anyway, so these are the people who got green, the green arrows. That means, uh, so Post Malone got one, Machine Gun Kelly, The Kid Leroy, Juice World, Pop Smoke, and Roddy Rich. So that means that people want to hear more of their music, so they thumbs it up. There were a lot of arrows going down, which means that people want to hear less of these artists, so that we can have um, the spotlight won't be hogged by some people. I know there's a lot of artists who hog the spotlight, so we're trying to build uh, evenly switch out players, if that makes sense, just like a baseball team. Um, I know if you ever play Nintendo, um, Super Mario, we're always, you're, it's really great to switch out the players in the field so that you get better um, you get better outcomes. Of course, we always want the best players up in the field, but sometimes we just want to switch it up. So switching it up. Um, these are the people who got the negative arrows, which is the red one. The Little Dirk, SZA, Billie Eilish, Playboy Cardi, and Taylor Swift. Hmm. 
another mistake I noticed is that for songwriters, um, they usually get switched out every decade. So, for example, the songwriters of the 2010s, I have been relying too much on them. So the entire decade of the 2010 to uh, 2020, I have been relying too much on them. And actually, some of the lyrics are outdated uh, because we had a lot of feminist movements. We have more equality. We have more people protesting. And just it's all crazy all year round. So now, uh, the biggest job for this time is to find new writers like Billie Eilish and Ariana Grande. Um, but we have to find artists, songwriters for every single genre, including K-pop. So um, everything under the sun needs a new songwriter for the decade. So that's going to take a long time. The good part is, once we get the, once they adjust to that, everything should be uh, smooth sailing. Uh, there's a lot of other people who want to come back in the music industry. That's fine. I do don't I do not like ageism though, because ageism makes people feel like they're not included. Well, I'm talking about people who are in their thirties, so I'm in my twenties right now. But in the music industry, it used to be more lenient, but now because uh, TikTok stole a lot of the limelight, uh, everybody's focusing too much on the younger generation. I'm saying you need to stop assuming that somebody in their 30s is ancient because they're not. I believe that somebody in their 30s is actually in, in their prime. Uh, they know everything. They have more money. They have more wisdom. They went through some stuff, went through some breakups. Some people chose not to get married. And the people who are still single, I mean, that congratulations. I mean, you get to travel a lot more. You have more money for that. You don't have a lot of responsibilities. Honestly, I'm kind of jealous, Loki. I'm not going to lie. I'm kind of jealous. But we also have to take in, in, into consideration that we have quarantine. So that's slowing music down because there's not, no uh, touring and concerts. But in the same sense, because of quarantine, I hope that the lyrics and content quality gets better, if that makes sense. SpaceX. Imagine going to space and it smells like burnt steak. So apparently, um, there's astronauts who've gone to space and they describe this, the air in space to smell like burnt steak. So that's what, and like also, um, people who go into the, to, to the moon or Mars or whatever, when they come back to earth, they lose the ability to walk for a while. That is because the soles of their feet are um usually I, I guess like and then we don't really think about it but our soles of our feet um that skin hardens and, and turns um really nasty in space so when you do come to earth it's so not used to being used and because it's not used for a long time people who come back to earth they have to learn how to walk again and that's kind of scary but i might talk a little bit more about the space uh, in the, I guess like there's a new space program in the Air Force that just got started last year. Uh, why is it important? Uh, because I want to change my careers. And that's why I'm boosting a lot of podcasts now because I 
really want to be consistent with this. I If I go into the military, I genuinely hope I can still podcast because I refuse to give up on it. I feel like uh, I can do a lot more. And uh, hopefully I can befriend a lot of journalist people in um, military. And hopefully, okay, so my big, biggest goal is because um, I was a part of my college's radio club. Um, I want to hopefully get a hold of the radio club for the military so that I can do more announcements. Uh, the audience over there is different, but I do realize just based on the website alone, it's outdated. So hopefully we can update everything. We can have our cool little podcast. I can pitch my idea. Somebody might like it. And hopefully it, it, it skyrockets because I, I want to have fun where I go. And so that's what, that's what I'm thinking about. <laughs> okay, so while looking on the website of the Air Force for, for the space program, uh, just the website alone for the military, um, it's like I said, I, I wrote some notes. I said, they need to hire a photography editor because I'm grossed out seeing all these unedited faces. Um, and bumpy skin, and then I wrote 911 call Sephora, call an ambulance. We need serums, vitamin C, and B12. Collagen is a drought over here. Okay. Uh, hopefully, that website can get a beauty makeover as well as my attitude. Um, The Daily Show with Trevor Noah is hilarious. Uh, that's the latest podcast I'm listening to. The Daily Show with Trevor Noah. Um, and it's a hilarious parody of politics using elementary kids. So the elementary kids, kids um, will have their own skits and they'll be have a, they'll have a story. And the principal reflects the leader, which is the president. And um, the teachers represent the Congress people. So there's a bunch of guests, there's substitute teachers, and the kids get to act like the citizens or Congress. And... In that sense, it actually makes more sense. They dumb it down. Politics is super easy. It's digestible. It's easier to recognize. So if you're listening to that podcast, um, Trevor Noah has more than one podcast, by the way. Uh, I'll, some of them are on Comedy Central, but this one is just, just with the kids acting, and I just really loved it. Oh, so back to talking about the space program. What is it and what should someone expect while enlisting? It's ironically, I expected the founder of this to be from Microsoft or Amazon. But Elon Musk has his own uh, program called SpaceX. And so I put that in conjunction with this because I thought they were, I mis mistook them for the same program. Apparently they're not. Um, so the Space, or the space Force Academy began in December 20th, 2019, to train against combat influences in space. Um, I don't know about you, but that implies that there's currently a war in space. That also implies that we're fighting people. I thought that would be more like a call, because there's a bunch of rumors that, that Mars has been colonized and that there's a bunch of buildings and stuff over there. So that's what I was assuming, that you're just occupying space over there. Um in that sense. 
But also what I was assuming that the military was doing in space was um, doing research, of course, and also mining resources. So I thought they were mining resources. I thought they were just occupying space. So hearing that there might be combat in space is kind of scary. It just sounds like the ancient aliens guy with the hair all exploded about. How ludicrous is it the concept of fighting anything in space that doesn't go back to space race in the 60s with Russia and the United States? And gender discrimination and file a class, class lawsuit. Impactfund.org is mission state. Impactfund.org is a organization that makes justice available to everyone, not just the wealthy. Together, we can end injustices like gender discrimination, LGBT discrimination, ableism, unfair worker compensation, racial discrimination, wage theft, and environmental racism. Donate to share or share with anyone who feels like they they're in the description. So essentially, it's a, it's like this organization will be on your side. So you can take people to court if you want to fight somebody bigger than yourself. And I like it because I love, I agree with them. People should have the right to uh, fight for their rights. For example, they have two notable cases that they won. Um, Ellis versus Costco. So they sued Costco. And uh, the that case was about finding that Costco had shown significant wide discrimination of women. And they won it. Um, you know, that's probably along with the terms with the pink tax. You know, the pink tax where they charge women more money versus men in razors or anything beauty, uh, anything related to that. So it might be along the lines of that. Or, yeah, probably. And another case they have is Estrella versus Bashes Inc. This was a class action suit about fighting for equality pay for Hispanic workers. Get your coin, sis. No, for real, get your coin. Seriously. Uh, like, the fact that we're still fighting for this in 2021 is really sad. I feel like a lot of these uh, things should have already come to pass in Congress. So hopefully President Biden might do some more executive orders. So there's more in the first week of President Biden's um, term. He basically uh, did a bunch of executive orders to undo a lot of the things that Trump did, which is a lot. And we still are waiting for some of them to actually come into action. Um. Right now, a lot of people in the UN are looking at the US and wondering whether or not we have what it takes to re rebound. Yes, we do, in fact, have the ability to rebound. In fact, we can afford the luxury of bouncing back. Um, I feel like you just underestimate how vast and diverse the United States really is. We don't even have a official language. There are over 176 countries in the world, and a lot of them emigrate to the United States. and because we have so much brain power, we can really come up with some sauce. I think like you guys just underestimate us. Uh, the United States is still a powerhouse. We're still in that. We're, so we came back to the Paris Agreement Act. We're coming bigger, faster, and stronger. So the United States is going to bounce back just as much as they did with the stock market with AMC and Build-A-Bear and GameStop. That one actions, that 
that was uh, a big scandal, apparently. But that was more or less the poor people against the rich people. Because the stock market of 2009 really screwed over so many Americans. Many Americans lost their houses. They lost their jobs. Some people even committed suicide because they they lost their houses. And um, especially in New York City. So this this big event is more historic. Also, the money people spent on stocks opened the gate for people to actually invest more. So people are going to invest more money knowing that they can get a, a return investment, knowing that they can get more money in return, uh, knowing that they can have a social media inspired stock market boost. This is more or less about people learning more and not being underestimated. This is more about the poor versus the rich. So assuming that the United States cannot back, bounce back is a false myth. Just like China will also bounce back, even though the pandemic was, um, basically it turned them into the villains. They're not in fact the villains because we have a pandemic every century. If you look back in history, you can also see the, the Spanish flu was something that made the world hate the Spanish. And also even before that, there was other things like the Black Plague in England, which made everybody hate England. There's always going to be a natural event in history and people just have to prepare for that. As far as we know, everything else should be coming back. Um, if we also go back to the Paris Agreement Climate uh, Act change, uh, in a good example to the United States, we'll say, um, so there's a lot of dead coral in Australia, but if you replant the seeds you have, the coral will grow back. If you if you have less human interaction with that, the coral will definitely grow back. We're trying to reverse a lot of climate um, change stuff, especially in the Amazon. We're having a lot of racial environmental issues. So hopefully that's the thing, because that whole big event was just a statement. So there's a comic book artist on Instagram who edits her own story. So I'm going to read you um, her comic. It's called Me vs. the Universe by Half Asleep, Half Asleep Doodles. So that's that's her, you, her at name. Me. So I'm going to read as me and then as the universe. Me. I'm alone. How will I do this? The universe. I don't know. You tell me. Me. Send some help. I'll work hard. The universe, what kind of help can we send? Me, I don't know. The universe, neither do I. Me, okay, maybe we can start with inspiration. The universe, you already know where to find it. Me, how to apply, what, learn? The universe, begin. Me, I have no enthusiasm. The universe, then what use is the energy I give you? Me. I want to be better. Give me positive energy. The universe. I only have energy, not positive or negative. Me. Rah! Then who has positive energy? The universe. Silence. Me. Even longer silence, but so much silence it looks like a bar graph and I'm winning. The universe. 
Every act you perform towards your goal is energy you seek. Perform your actions with genuine, positive passion and have a positive outcome and clarity of goal. It will be positive. Ooh. Now we're going to read. <laughs> I'm going to read a what's pad because I was uh, only, only going to have a time for one chapter because this one is Harry Potter inspired. This has Drake Malfoy and Hermione Granger. Uh, this chapter is called Pancakes and Invitations. Draco's life was finally looking up as speedily as his downfall was. His recovery was faster. Two weeks after Hermione had popped into his house after his mental breakdown, he was back to his normal self, minus the cruelty from before. He was kinder and more innocent, like a clueless puppy. It was like he had been reprogrammed. He even sang once. He had gotten up earlier than Hermione to make her pancake by hand. She commented that the ones made by hand were better than the ones that she were made using magic. So Draco, as a show of gratitude, had woken up early and was in the kitchen trying to figure out muggy, muggle recipes. When Hermione woke, she tipped around the banister to see what the commotion was all about. Upon seeing Draco cooking, she smiled and watched him in secret. The cooking supplies were sprawled across the counter, and Draco seemed rather frustrated. But once he successfully flipped his pancake, he began to hum. This made Hermione smile, even bigger, and pushed over for her to come downstairs and sit at the table. Ah, come to see the show, he asked, grinning. She laughed, despite herself, and began to set the table with magic. Once Dra Draco had a tidy stack of pancakes, he sat at the table and served a famished Her Hermione, who bit into the pancake yummily. Hmm. Merlin's beard. These are good pancakes. They ate in silence before Draco became nervous. Are they awful, he said. Draco, Hermione began. Draco put his cutlery and watched her nervously. He didn't speak. Pressure building in his chest. Hermione sighed. The pancakes are fine. Well, better than fine. They're quite excellent. Actually, best I've had in years. But that's not what I wanted to talk to you about. Have you talked to Harry recently? Drake, Draco swallowed the bite of pancakes he had in his mouth. No, I sent I sent him a letter and he responded saying he accepted my apology. But other than that, nothing. Draco. Harry's getting married. Drake stunned, raised an eyebrow. Potter? Married? Hermione watched him cautiously. Yes, at the borough, and he invited you. The only problem is, Ron doesn't know, so when he comes over today, which should be soon, we're going to tell him and see if he allows a quick trip to the borough today to show everyone how you're better. Would that be okay? Ron doesn't know. No, he didn't see me. Why would Harry invite you? Which he did. You are invited, but Harry didn't send an invitation to you because he wanted me to tell you. Don't you want to go? Draco leaned back in his chair. Should he go? Would it be odd? Or would there be two be able to move past their differences? Would he even be welcome? A trip to the borough would be determinate. He decided he had to go first. See, everyone suddenly, with his train of thought, jumped the tracks. No, he couldn't too odd. The Malfoys were always cruel to the Weasleys. And Draco had treated the Weasleys like children. And he had been there to he been He had been mean to Harry, who was the groom. No, he would not go. He had no, no more time to continue his train of thought because the moment Ron operated into the kitchen. 
Hermione and Draco both jumped, and Hermione scolded Ron. Don't do that. It's rude. Ron Huffing sat heavily on his chair and shoved pancakes into his mouth. Sowie, he sighed in his food in his mouth. Mum was gooing on my case about the wedging decoations. Hermione turned to Draco and said, No manners, none. I've been eating alongside him for nearly ten years, and this fool always wolfs down his food. Draco looked at Ron and then Hermione without saying anything. Right. Ron finished chewing. I'd rather you not choke about this information. Gone juice, mate. These pancakes are somewhat dry. Ow, what was that for? Ron said, followed by an angry whispering from Hermione. Draco, he said. She said, the pancakes are delicious. Isn't that right, Ron? Ron scowling took a second to respond. Galloping Galeans. They're delicious. I was being mean before. I'm sorry. I didn't mean it. Not just because Hermione slapped me. They're better than mom's. Oh, don't tell her I said that. I beg you. Now, what is it you needed me for? Ron took a swig of orange juice and Hermione inhaled deeply. Well, I suppose it's better just to say these things quickly to get them over, Ron. Harry invited Draco to the wedding. Ron, evidently shocked by this news, spewed orange juice all over the table and began to choke. What? Ron, honestly, spitting orange juice all over the table? Like some sort of a goblin? Ronald Weasley, get Draco, help you for crying out loud. Don't be such a... Hermione was too angry to form an insult as Ron conceded and let Draco slap him on the back. Finally, Ron's coughing fit subsided and Hermione angrily stabbed at her pancake, muttering viciously, Boys, such idiots. Really, too prideful to let someone help them when they're choking. Honestly. Hermione's rant had ended when she spoke in icy tones. I thought it might be a nice idea for Drake to visit the burrow so that Harry and the rest of the family could see him and decide whether or not to... You should come. Won't you agree, Ron? No, he said, in response. Pardon. Hermione, while Harry's invitation is very kind, I don't think it's a good idea. The Malfoys were never kind to the Weasleys, and I certainly wasn't nice to see you a lot. Ron grunted in agreement. It would be odd. I would be out of place, and it would be so cold. And odd. That's all. How could... Would the guests feel? No, better not to go. But please, pass my congratulations on to Harry and tell him how much I appreciate his kindness. Okay, I'm going to end it right here. But hopefully I can start reading more chapters of Wattspad. Uh, I'm going to continue on with this series. This particular story is going to be saved for the next episode. So I'm going to... Hopefully read a couple more. Uh, I really hope you enjoyed me reading What's Bad. I usually don't do that. And I also hope you enjoy your day, evening, or afternoon.